Welcome to RVing Dads episode 9. Uh, my name is Todd Muller, sitting next to my partner here. Dustin Dinkins. Thank you for listening. Uh, this episode we're going to talk about bloopers, mishaps, and maybe a poop story or two. Uh, we, we figured we'll talk about some of the, maybe the at the time not so funny stories, but looking back they probably were pretty funny for anyone watching us. Uh, as always, RVing Dads is brought to you by Full-Time Families. Full-Time Families is a great organization. Uh, if you are a parent with a child or you're a child with a parent and you are either full-time living in your RV, thinking about full-time living in your RV, or just a weekend warrior who likes to go out and camp as much as you can, uh, Full-Time Families is available at fulltimefamilies.com. They're available on Facebook, uh, Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, you name it, they're there. Uh, and one other, I have a big announcement. We've got a big announcement, right, Dustin? Huge announcement, Todd. Huge. Uh, now available on Amazon, RVing Dads podcast t-shirts. Everyone has to have them. Yes. They look really good. Uh, it's got a logo in the middle of them. Go to Amazon and just search for RVing Dads, and it's probably going to be the first thing that pops up. It's the quickest way to gain respect in an RV park. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. People won't know what it means, but it'll look good, right? Yes. And uh, I think we should have a special contest or something for this. Oh, I love contests. What's it going to be? So I'm thinking the first person that I see or that Dustin sees wearing an RVing Dad's podcast t-shirt, they should get a special prize. I love it. So here's what we're thinking. I'm the first one to wear it. Do I get a prize? <laughs> Actually sitting here, Dustin is wearing an RVing Dad's yes. t-shirt, but uh, you it, can't win. And it's very warm, too. I like it. It's nice. <laughs> comes in an array of colors and uh how about this first person that we see wearing an RVing Dad's podcast t-shirt we will give them a free plug on the podcast Woo! so free plug for your business uh or if you don't have a business whatever you want to plug as long as it's child friendly all right so uh like I said big news so uh we'll get into the episode here so what I guess we're we're sitting in in a beautiful evening here in Michigan the crickets are chirping and uh Propane fire is hissing. Mars is just peeking over the horizon and it's very bright and red tonight. And uh, let's see, we're in Michigan's Upper Peninsula, soon to be headed south to join some other full time families for a, a rally in Michigan. And uh, just enjoying a nice peaceful evening with a couple Coronas. Yes. All right, so let's get right into it. We'll tell a couple funny stories, um, but of course we want to give the audience what they want to hear. So we'll start with a good poop story. Poop story. You know, Todd, <laughs> that's my least favorite thing. You pull into an RV park, all your friends are around, they're watching you set up, they're all talking, excited, and uh, you open the, the cap on your sewer and all of a sudden you have a gallon or two of waste that pours out onto the ground and on your hands and everywhere. It's and your, shoes. A, and your shoes and yes. everyone's laughing and talking and it's <laughs> it's just, it's funny for everyone except the people who uh, are covered in excrement yes um, so that was the first lesson that I learned RVing and uh, you know the tool that solved that for me it was a nice gate valve yes just a twist on gate valve get them at Camping World or Amazon twist it on and then every time I open my cap now I know nothing else will come out until I open that valve. <laughs> and uh, yes, I, I think that's 
very important and, and if you're not sure what that is just go to Amazon and search for for a gate valve and it it's a it's another valve you can twist onto the end of your your sewer line and uh, it can keep back all that bad stuff um, now I've, I've kind of lived on the edge so we've been doing this over two and a half years and I don't have a gate valve there Wow uh, I have not never opened that to a handful of poop yet but uh I'm tempting fate here, so actually, there's an Amazon box sitting inside my RV right now with a gate valve in it, <laughs> and that's going on there tomorrow. So, hopefully, I will not have any poop stories to share. <laughs> but you must have some good stories, Todd. Yeah, I mean, I've I've done some some pretty dumb things over the years. Um, at the time, they probably felt smart. Uh, I can tell a story uh, on on the day after we launched. So. Uh, and that's probably a whole other podcast is talking about launching and getting ready to launch. But we launched and uh, we had our first day out. It was, it was a rough day. It was a rough ride and, and we finally got to our campground. Uh, we settled in. We were feeling pretty happy with ourselves. Uh, next morning we got up. We had, we had to travel some more. We were actually heading to a rally uh, from upstate New York all the way down to Tampa. So we were about, I don't know, a third of the way there. And we had quite a few miles to put on. So uh, on my on my my driver's side of my fifth wheel, I had a basement door that uh, used to open and it would, you have to lift it up. And it was kind of a pain in the neck because that's where I store all my, my electrical cord and my water hoses and uh, it lifted up. So when I wanted to get in there, I had to open it and rest it on my head mm -hmm. while I searched through my basement for what I needed. So I have a flat spot on my head for this <laughs> very reason. That's why I don't have any hair left um, was because of that door. But uh so being the brilliant guy that I was, I grabbed a bungee cord and I kind of strapped it to the slide that was right above it. And uh, we, we got all ready to go and we pulled our slides, in, or somebody started to pull our slides in and I heard a tremendous crunch. And uh, <laughs> that door that I had, I had a uh, bungee cord up, looked like a burrito. And that slide just rolled it up into a little tube and uh, I straightened it out as best I could. I had to hammer it closed. So the very first rally we showed up at, I showed up with a basement door that was not not functioning. I had to, everyone watched when I when I closed my my basement door because I had to use a rubber mallet to do so. But uh, and that was day two. Wow, <laughs> that was day two. And the good news is I uh, we happened to have that rally at a Lazy Days, and they were able to order the part for me and get it. So I put a brand new door on. That's why if you ever see my RV, it's kind of yellowish because it's so old. But uh, that door is bright white. Impressive. <laughs> How about you? I'm sure, do you have another poop story or do you have yeah, uh, something I, else to share? I do. So I, I love the poop stories, Todd. So <laughs> let me set the setting here. So you have, uh, say, four or five families boondocking out in the middle of the desert. Um, Moab in this case, because it's a beautiful desert to, uh, to boondock in. And one of the families has this incredibly brilliant uh, inflatable tank. So rather than everyone go to the dump station, we decide let's use a... Let's use a macerator and uh, fill up this bladder, this inflatable bladder, uh, with the black tank. So we go around to all the RVs, and one by one, we fill up this tank. And as we approach the last one, the tank is getting fuller and fuller. And uh, lo and behold, it's turned into quite the balloon. And at some point, you can imagine what happens. The, uh, the fittings decide to pop off, and we have this pressurized <laughs> tank of poo <laughs> spraying... <laughs> poo everywhere in our uh, boondocking spot and um, it it felt like uh, years but after a couple seconds of standing there in awe and amazement uh, one of the other dads decided to, to just go for it and put the 
put the fitting back onto this tank under pressure and he got it and uh, and that thankfully <laughs> and uh, then we very gently drove our truck to the dump station with this ready to explode bladder of poo and uh, we got there we basically opened the valve and let <laughs> let her flow and uh, yeah that was quite the was talk of the town for a while I would love to ask who was there, but I don't know if we want to out them here on this podcast. No, we probably should not out them, <laughs> but I will say it's hopefully the first and last time I ever see hundreds of gallons of poo pressurized <laughs> in an inflatable bladder. <laughs> right, picture a big water balloon. Yes. Right. <laughs> All right, so why don't we move on to a, maybe a couple of non-poop related stories. Uh, how about tires? I know we all rely on tires. Oh, and, and boy do I have tire stories, Todd. <laughs> um, we just have to pick a month and I can tell you a tire story. <laughs> That's part of my lifestyle. Um, but you know, the good news about tires is um, they pop and they have to be replaced. So um, what I've actually started doing is turning my tire accidents into educational moments for my kids. So imagine rolling along a, an interstate in Louisiana and your tire pops, uh, what a surprise, and uh, pull off onto a little side road and uh, rather than get frustrated and angry and uh, change another tire, I uh, recruit one of my kids to come on out and uh, much to their amusement, why, why would dad want me when he's changing a flat tire? Uh, so it's turned into an educational moment, taught him how to uh, pull off the lug nuts and use a bottle jack and change a tire, put it back together and uh, yeah, so not necessarily a funny story, but uh, an opportunity to turn a poor incident into uh, an educational moment. So a uh, quick road schooling trip there for my kids. Sure, yep. And uh, one of the great things about RVing full time is just about everything is an educational experience for the kids. Um, <clears throat> I, can, I can tell a story that doesn't end so well for me, but uh, it started out as, as a positive. I, I have a, a triple axle fifth wheel so I decided it was it was time to put new brakes on. It was it was it was getting a little sluggish when I was pressing the brakes. So I uh, I did some research. I decided I was going to do the the brakes, the rotors, new bearings, all at once. I uh, had all the parts shipped to me, and uh, I, same thing as you. I, I used it as an educational experience. My uh, my daughters weren't there, so they didn't get to participate because uh, they would have hated it. But my son was, so he hated it. But he got to participate. <laughs> uh, so my son. You know, learn how to do the same thing. Get the lug nuts off, how to get the <clears throat> the hub off, how to take off the uh, the old brakes, clean everything up, put the new brakes on. So he helped me. Uh, I spent quite a quite a while doing it. So it took me about six hours on a Saturday to do half of my tires, half, and then six hours to do the uh, the other three the next day. So needless to say, I was really happy it was done. And uh, I did this at a park in Florida, and uh, we were. We were heading out the next day, uh, not going far. Fortunately, we had about a 45 minute trip to another park in a little farther north in Florida. And on the way there, my brakes just were not working. So I knew there was a problem. <laughs> After all that work, I could feel my truck was doing most of the stopping. My, my trailer brakes were not helping. So we got to the next campground. I, I pulled the tire off and much to my chagrin, I found that the grease I had pumped into my, my Easy Lube uh, lugs or, or my, my easy lubes had pumps basically straight back into the to the brake oh, chamber no. 
what, what I discovered is I had ordered the parts online and the company made a, made a mistake and they, they sent me a seal that was about an eighth of an inch too big. And uh, so when I was pumping the grease in, the grease was just going right into the brakes. So all my brakes were ruined. Uh, I did call the company. They actually, much, much to my surprise, yep, they, they admitted it. There was a mistake made and they shipped me out new seals, new brakes, and uh, overnighted it. That was or, nice. Yes, so turned I, out to be a good experience. I think those are called lifetime brakes. They never wear out, right? I hope so. Well, at least <laughs> a lifetime of this RV. <laughs> So uh, the parts came, and, and this the parts finally got there on a Thursday night, and uh, we were supposed to be pulling out Friday morning. So I spent quite a few hours, even going after dark, uh, pulling everything back apart, uh, putting the new brakes on, putting everything back together, and uh, I finished five of the tires. Nice. And uh, next morning I woke up nice and early, and I got out there and I replaced that sixth tire, and this is where things started to go bad. Uh-oh. Uh, everything was on. And uh, I went hooked up to the truck, and I was kind of coming through the tunnel, which is that little space between the, the fifth wheel and the, the rear of your truck there. Mm -hmm. And I saw a friend of ours walking down the street to say goodbye to us. Her and her kids were coming down, and I was happy to see him. So I walked out of that tunnel, and I stood up straight to wave, and I stood up straight into the slide. Oh. Cracked my head good. <laughs> <laughs> and based on her face, I could tell there was a problem. And I reached up, and there was blood running down the side of my head. Not a good way to start my day. Uh, so went inside. I checked it out. Didn't look, didn't look too bad. And uh, my wife checked it out. We we slapped a bandaid on there as best we could. Finished packing up and we hit the road. And uh, anyone who has done tires knows that you, you you need to torque them. And after whacking my head, I believe I've missed a tire. That last tire that I did, I, I missed torquing it. And uh, we were about 100 miles from our campground. And I said, you know what? I better pull over and torque all these tires. We were on some back roads in Florida, north of Gainesville, and uh, also my wife calls. She's following us in a minivan. She goes, um, I think one of the tires just flew off. So that's, that's, a, that's a bad phone call to get. <laughs> so I pulled over, and uh, I was praying that it was one of my spares had fallen off. And I went running around to the other side of the RV, and lo and behold, my tire was gone. Oh, no. Sheared the lug nuts right off, and... Uh, and then an, an angel appeared, Dustin. An angel. An angel in a white F-250. Um, I don't want to make fun of him. He was a he was a bit of a, a a southern gentleman, I would call him. But he came flying down the side of the road in the mud next to me, skidded to a stop, jumped out of his truck, and said, "Man, you lost a tire." And I said, "I know, <laughs> I know." But uh, he was kind enough. He actually saw it fly off. He went running into the woods after it. Aww. He found it. He brought it to me. What a nice man he. Uh, wouldn't even let me lift it. He loaded it into my RV for me, gave me some advice on where to find it, uh, or find a, a replacement hub. So we turned around, went back to Gainesville, uh, or towards Gainesville, and I uh, found an RV shop, uh, carried my, my hub that had the sheared off lug nuts inside, and asked them for a replacement. Uh, they, they did have one, and he did say, um, yeah, I saw him saw, seeing, looking at the side of my head where blood was still pouring from. He asked if I was okay. I said, yeah, I'm fine. Just get me my new hub. <laughs> oh my goodness but what a hero uh someone saw your tire fall off they chased it down yes helped you load it back up and you know it's funny that that's not that's not too unique right we see a lot of uh nice actions happening on the road definitely um he, he really saved me because that tire i'm sure shot into the woods quite a ways and I, it would have taken me 
hours to find it. So uh, I was really thankful he did that. You probably would have lost a lot of blood in that search. I probably would have. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what else we got? You got any more funny tire stories, Dustin? I'm sure you do. Oh, tire stories, Todd. You know, I, I tend to call them uh, road alligators now because my tires just end up as these little strips on the, <laughs> on the side of the pavement. The best one is when I'm going down the highway, cruising at my steady 62 miles per hour, and I think, boy, no one's passed me in a long time. Something must be wrong. And I look back, and these semis are all huddled up about half mile behind me, and, and I see, look, look a little closer, and I see debris flying from my RV, chunks <laughs> of rubber. I'm like, yeah, I think I must have blown a tire. So uh, yeah, pull over, and there's, it never fails. There's always an older gentleman driving a Buick or a Cadillac. You have a flat tire there. It's like, oh, thank you. Yes, yes, thank you very much. He's like, you need any help? I'm like, no, thank you. I, I can change it. So change out the tire and worry about the damage the next day and get to my destination. But uh, yep. That's a, I think a key to, to living full-time in an RV is, is being flexible and knowing you're going to have bad travel days. Knowing your environment. When you see the semis not passing you, must be something wrong. Right, must be something wrong. You could also get a TPMS because that would help too. Oh, now you're just being too smart. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so enough about tires for now. We probably should do a whole episode on, on tires and, and different ratings and so forth. But anyway, that's a little off topic for this. Uh, so why don't we talk about water, um, the big enemy. Um, for those of you who don't RV, and you were planning to get an RV, you will learn it. <laughs> Those of you that have an RV, you know it. Uh, water is a, a, a danger. Uh, it likes to get in everywhere it can, and it will rot an RV really, really fast. Um, I don't really have a lot of funny or, or water stories. I can tell you or maybe share some advice that, uh, that I've learned, and that is you can find a water leak when you're using your pump. Okay. How so? Uh, so, as many of you know, uh, when you're in an RV park, a lot of times you hook up to the, what they call the city water. So you have a hose going into your RV. You really don't know when the water's coming in. When you turn your water on, you get water coming out the faucet, it's coming through your hose. Uh, if you boondock or if you're in a place where you don't have a water hookup, you can fill up your freshwater tank. And then you have a pump. And that pump will run to pump water from your freshwater tank to your faucets, your toilet, etc. Um, and I know we were boondocking and we had a full water tank and I... I left the pump on, we were, I don't even remember what we were doing, sitting around, and I heard the pump kick on. About every 15 minutes, it would just, it would just click on, click off. So I knew there was a leak, and that's how you can tell, right? If that pump's coming on, um, at times when you're not using one of the faucets, you probably have a leak. So in that particular case, it took me a long time to find it. it happened to be a, a elbow joint behind my shower valve, up in the wall. Uh, so it was a, it was a pain in the neck to find, and it was a pain in the neck to fix, but, uh, made me happy that I carry a, a PEX clamp with me. <laughs> Found it and fixed it though. Yes, I did find it, uh, pulled it all the way out, had to run to the local Home Depot, buy some new PEX. Um, and like I said, if if you live in an RV long enough, you either have shark bite fittings or you do have a, a PEX clamp. So I put together a new piece and put it all back together and, and it's all good now. So not funny, but I guess a little tip or a little bit of, bit of advice. But, I am sure in your time traveling in an RV, you have some pretty funny water stories. Yeah, and water stories are, are fun. Um, the cleanup's a lot easier than a poop story, isn't it? For sure. Um, so we just bought a newer uh, 
a newer fifth wheel. Well, it's an old fifth wheel, but it's new to us. And uh, first time we, we hooked up. We uh, hooked up, drove it uh, from central Florida to uh, a little farther north in Florida, pulled into a beautiful RV park. And uh, the wife and kids were still in the truck doing all the, all the things that they do uh, while I'm trying to hook up the RV. Hooked up the power, hooked up the sewer, whatever hooked up the water and I'm fiddling with everything and all of a sudden I hear water dripping out of my RV. I think, hmm. That's not good. Yeah, well it takes me a couple moments to realize that it's actually water pouring on my RV and that's a bad thing. <laughs> uh, so I run around and, and open up the door and uh, the bathroom is uh, probably an inch of water and it's just pouring out of the door outside. Um, so quickly go ahead and uh, turn off that water faucet and uh, the toilet is stuck. This uh, new RV had a sticky toilet. So uh, found the problem and uh, there you go. First night we used all of our towels and blankets <laughs> and everything we own to dry the floor of our bathroom. That is never fun. Um, I actually have had a toilet overflow and uh, you're right, it's not better than, it's, it's much better than poop, but it's been in the toilet, so it's still pretty it's still, Well, let me tell you what happened yesterday, Todd. So just yesterday, same RV. Um, we have uh, a little low water pressure in the, the place we're at. And um, my daughter was taking a shower. And uh, my son, my 12-year-old son, thinks it's really, really funny to turn on all the sinks and all the faucets so his sister has uh, a cold shower. Right, because that's, that's funny, ever, right? Ever the jokester. Yes, yes, ever the jokester. <laughs> Unfortunately, that causes really low water pressure, and uh, he also decided to use the toilet, and that toilet stuck open. But he's a 12-year-old boy, and he doesn't uh, know or stick around long enough to care. Um, so, it doesn't take long, and I start to hear water dripping out of my RV again, running around scrambling, and uh, wouldn't you know it, water pouring out of the toilet. We have this inch of water in our bathroom, pouring outside the door and uh, yeah so we're cleaning it up and the problem is we're not very level so all this water decided to run into our, our little closet underneath the washing machine mm. impossible to get to so my wife thinks we need to unload everything we own from this closet which is very full as you can imagine including sure. the washing machine which is crammed in there and uh, all this accumulation in this closet I have a better idea Yes, as, as any R good RVer would, would. Yes, my house is not made of <laughs> bricks and, and two by fours. It's made out of uh, something that sits on wheels. So I run outside, I get all the wood that I can imagine, all the two by fours, and, uh, and I get my bottle jack. And I lift up that side of my RV, <laughs> making it unlevel, and all the water that's in that, stuck in that closet now runs across the room to the other side where it's easy to clean up. So I use gravity to my to your advantage. To my advantage, yes. It was pretty brilliant. I actually we're parked very close to each other, and we have I did happen to notice uh, Dustin building a what looked like a Jenga tower under his RV. <laughs> wasn't quite sure what was going on, but uh, I did learn that he was simply moving moving the the lowest point in his RV to a place where he could get to the water. I don't think it's OSHA approved, but uh, <laughs> it, it caused water to flow to the other side of the RV, so problem solved. Yeah, pretty pretty brilliant solution. Well, Todd, let's wrap up this episode with one final poop story. Yes. Everyone loves another poop story. Seems like I have just a whole Rolodex of poop stories. <laughs> they just keep flowing. 
<laughs> yes. <laughs> a good poop story to end the, the whole episode. I think that's perfect. So here we are uh, camping out west somewhere. I think it was probably Wyoming or Montana. Uh, I was traveling with uh, another family, a, a, good, a good friend. And uh, we're in this RV park in the middle of nowhere. And uh, it was full the night before. And then, uh, funny thing, in the morning we woke up, we were the only two uh, campers there. Like, huh, that's weird. Most most campgrounds don't clear out that fast. Probably just have and that soon. children, right? Yeah, oh, it's probably <laughs> our kids, right. Yeah, they're probably offended by the noise of our kids, right? Uh, something like that. Anyways, no thoughts to it. Um, so, you know, 10 or 10.30 in the morning, we're thinking we should probably get on down the road. So uh, we both decided to dump our tanks. And uh, we use clear elbows on our our, our uh, dump. You use clear el elbows, Todd? I do, absolutely. I yeah, it's always always good to see that poop flowing. Right, uh, so uh, I start dumping, and we're sitting there talking, and look over, and the poop's going the wrong way on the neighbors. It's going uphill on his, into his hose. So imagine all the poop from my tanks going into the sewer, and then up into his hose, and into his tanks. And we see that, and uh, immediately think, hmm, that's not good. That's not good. So we change it around. Um, I close mine and he goes to dump his and starts going the opposite way. Thinking, hmm. That tells me the sewer infrastructure at this particular park must not be very good. Um, and that's probably why all the neighbors left, in fact. <laughs> you know, flashbacks to, to earlier in the morning. There's right. no, no quicker way to clear an RV park than have some backed up uh, sewer system. And of course, you know what's worse than your own poop? <laughs> Somebody else's poop. And mixing it with your neighbor's poop, yeah, then yeah. it's not fun anymore. Because no one wants to clean that up. So, so what are two RVing dads to do with standing around looking at two full tanks, full hoses, and nowhere to go? So we come up with this brilliant idea. All these RV sites must be connected together. So if we go down like five sites, pull off a sewer cap, Let's see, come out. let's see what happens. <laughs> so, you know, probably rock, paper, scissors here to see who uh, pulls this cap off. But uh, yeah, pull the cap off, and wouldn't you know, a poop geyser. Poop eruption. A poop eruption Oof. from the neighbors. So, once that happens, we quickly run back to our RVs and dump our tanks. Um, yes, dump our tanks and very quickly load up and rush our families down the road. And uh, I, I think my wife was gracious enough to call the RV park once we left and said, uh, you know, I think you have a problem with your sewer system you want to investigate. You have a poop problem. You have a poop problem. Anyways, uh, that poop geyser will live, live on in my memory for many years. Well, I think that wraps up our, our first bloopers, mishaps, and poop stories episode. I think we'll have to bring some bring some other stories out at some point many more to follow i'm sure we, we probably have many like more to flow i should say <laughs> <laughs> yes many more to flow we probably have some new ones as an rver you, you probably have experienced it yourself you have an endless list of funny things that have happened uh as you travel so uh i guess we'll wrap this up by first of all talking about our sponsors and that is full-time families full-time families is a great organization like i mentioned mentioned earlier in the podcast uh, they are available on fulltimefamilies.com, uh, Twitter, Facebook, all over the place. Uh, great resource. Not only a great resource, but you can also get some great discounts when you join. Uh, there's, a, there's a free group on Facebook, but there's also the paid version. And the paid version 
comes with a lot of perks and uh, including good Sam discounts and and uh, other great discounts and, and things that, a, that an RVer needs. So check it out, our uh, fulltimefamilies.com. Talking about discounts, I bet you if you wore an RVing dad's t-shirt, you'd probably get discounts at all the cool places. You might. Actually, you might. Um, I don't think there's any official ones, but if you walked in with one on, you probably would get a discount. I'd give you a discount. If you had an RVing dad's shirt, I would just, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I would too. You yes. would get a discount from me. Obviously. Um, and like you said, Dustin, RVing dad's podcast t-shirts are available on Amazon. Go to Amazon, search for RVing Dads, and you will see uh, t-shirts there. I think there'll probably be some additional merchandise showing up at some point, but uh, keep your eye out for that. And uh, like we mentioned earlier in the podcast, first person that we see wearing an RVing Dads podcast t-shirt, either Dustin or myself, uh, will win some fabulous prize. And that fabulous prize is a, a plug in our podcast for your, for your business. Uh, if you don't have a business of your own, maybe uh, some kind of issue or item that you feel passionate about and you want to get the word out there. And if not, maybe you just want to say hello to your family and friends. So with that, I think, uh, well, thank you for listening. As always, uh, if you want to reach us, and we hope you do because we'd love to get your feedback, uh, you can reach us via email. My email is todd at rvingdads.com. Dustin at rvingdads.com. Check out our website. Uh, we are on Facebook as well, and you can certainly message us on there. Uh, but thanks for listening. Until we uh, talk again. Uh, we hope you've enjoyed this podcast, uh, if only for entertainment.